0: Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News Podcast with me, Catherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us that the world is dark and the future is the same, but what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast is a collection of interviews with friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news, from business to health to politics and everything in between. It's my hope that you leave with a boost and find your good news. Welcome to this episode of the Your Good News Podcast. When I started this podcast, I really wanted to highlight good, whether it was big or small. And it really dawned on me at the turn of the year, there has to be other people like you listeners so there has to be other people who are creating this sort of content. And I wanted to interview them on their journey and find other people and connect with them on this, kind of trying to figure out how do we live a little bit of a happier life. Well, when I did that, I landed on the Amazing Art of Kindness podcast, hosted by the incredible, incredible Robert Peter Paul, dubbed the A-O-K podcast. It focuses on showcasing artists from all corners of the industry using their platforms to give back. I highly encourage you to give him a follow as well as the podcast and listen. It is, it is so much fun. It is so amazing. Robert is an actor and a writer, and honestly, we hit it off so well. So without further ado, my interview with Robert Peter Paul of the Art of Kindness podcast. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. I always like to give a little bit, I gave a little bit of an intro, but I wanted to share with Robert, you know, I was looking for other podcasts to listen to and I stumbled across your podcast and I absolutely loved it because we kind of shared in the pre-show prep, you are really highlighting and finding the good around you. You're having these compassionate conversations with artists who spread joy and I am just so excited to have this conversation. So as I start every episode, Robert, what's your good news?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for listening. And likewise, I told you I'm loving your show and I love that you're highlighting good news. So I'm excited to be here. My good news is what you mentioned, the Art of Kindness podcast. It's coming back for season two this February. And we really aim to spotlight artists and people in the entertainment industry who are using their platforms to give back and try and make the world a better place. And that can be through, you know, promoting self-care and wellness or having a charity or even just little acts of kindness. Like if you're number one on the call sheet, that's a term in, in film and TV. And you're just someone who's very positive and makes it a nice set. So I feel very fortunate to be having these conversations with people and I believe that's my good news.
0: I think that's amazing good news. And I am going to share in the show notes how to follow the podcast as well as you and just keep up with everything that you're doing because I agree. I mean, I think that it's really easy to believe like the noise that there is not good news out there. And there's obviously things that we need to change and improve. But man, I mean, in a time that feels sometimes really hard just to get through each day it's nice to find those little bright spots. And I've just like loved listening to the conversations and learning more about like what people are doing out there. It's It can be big or small.
1: Oh, thank you. And I, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's, it's helped me in this dark time just by being able to talk about kindness and these positive topics with people. And I know it's helping listeners because I get these wonderful messages, which fills me up with joy because it's this kindness cycle. So I really couldn't agree more.
0: I think it totally changed my mindset. Like I now find like a little things to be grateful for in each day of like, maybe it's that barista that you see and they, you know, were so kind to you and you're like, I'm going to pass it on. Or, or maybe it's like your family member that you haven't talked to in a while you get to talk to, like, there's so many like little things that, I don't know, it, it fills me up with joy. So it's it's nice to talk about something so po- positive and yeah. uplifting.
1: <laughs> and it does. It reminds you throughout the day. I mean, I know when I I have to go for a walk or something every day, I would like to say it's a run, but I'm going to be honest, it's a walk. <laughs> and I just have to get outside of my apartment and be around, you know, other people in the sunshine. And one of the things we talk about on my show a lot is the practical kindness tip of just smiling at people when you pass them or saying hello. And so – now, when I go out and it's cold and I'm listening to my podcasts or music, I have to remind myself to look up and smile. And this is helping me do that. Because, you know, it can be awkward sometimes. You do that dance of, is, are they going to smile at me? Should I pull my mask down? Should I smile with my eyes? Do I look crazy? <laughs> and then next thing you know, the person's gone and you kind of missed your chance. But when you smile and they smile back, it still can be a little weird, but then it's more likely that they'll smile at the next person and yes. you'll smile at the next person. and it just kind of changes everybody's day a little bit.
0: It's like creating those human connections that I think over the last couple years we've all craved. Like, mm-hmm. I never knew, like, I thought I hated crowds. I now am like, I would love to be at a concert. Like, what would that be Be like? I know. So I think it's like, you can like the smiling and I will do the crazy eye smile. Like I like really <laughs> get into it. And I'm like, do people think I'm just like staring at them now? Uh-huh. Um, maybe it makes them giggle. It's a human connection of some sort.
1: Yeah, it's something, right? And it's, it's such a weird world. It's so paradoxical to use my word of the day, because <laughs> it, we are more connected than ever and yet more disconnected than ever.
0: I feel that so, and it feels sometimes so overwhelming to utilize like the phone or pick up and do like a Zoom. Like I remember Zooms were so fun at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh-huh. And then we all hit a couple months and we were like, I can't do another Zoom happy hour. Like if I do... <laughs> A Zoom happy hour, I might explode. Um,
1: I know. It's so true. And I did appreciate the honesty from people, you know, because I'm the same way. After, you know, an hour on Zoom, you just got to log off. You can't be looking at the screen anymore.
0: I felt like very drained from sometimes, like all of the screen time that we've had over the last couple of years. It's like I'm taking in so much more. And I think that that's kind of where this a lot of where like the podcast started for me, and I'd love to like talk about like kind of how it started, how your podcast started for you is like, I was taking in so much media and taking in so much, there was so much happening in 2020 and so much scary stuff that I was like, there's gotta be some good out there. Like I have to believe it and I see it. So how did the dream of your podcast get started? How did you kind of get that itch to do it?
1: Yeah, so I think it's been, cooking in my brain for a long time. And there are lots of random ingredients to continue the metaphor that contributed to it. But basically, I felt the same way. I mean, I had been consuming so much media, and it felt like maybe around 2018. I don't know, maybe it's just because I reached a certain age where I was looking at the news more. But it just felt like things were taking such a darker turn. So that by the time the pandemic hit, which was worldwide terrible news, It was just like we were only bombarded with these awful headlines every single day. And I wanted to take a break from that, but I worked in the media. My day job has always been as an entertainment writer and reporter. So I couldn't, I really couldn't stop looking at the news. And I felt like I wanted to put something out there that was positive because from my actor, artist brain, I've always seen how, you know, people in the arts are some of the kindest people I've ever met. They're so empathetic. They just want to do what they love, but also contribute something to the world that affects audiences and people. And so I had that in my brain too. I was an editor for an entertainment news magazine that I guess I I won't name. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Um, But I was just really dismayed at how the headlines were kind of being spun. And this is happening with every celebrity news magazine. They get twisted into a clickbaity form or into something salacious and what I really noticed, because we had this this system called an A-B checker, you might know what that is, which is, it's basically like, so you could put up one headline as the A and then another headline as the B and oh. see which one people were clicking when they came to the website. And it's really interesting. That's
0: so fascinating.
1: It was so cool to see that direct data because we've all been trained to want the drama and want these crazy headlines. I know. Which is nuts and really sad. But on the other end people love, really, really love at the same level, first baby photos, pregnancy news, wedding photos. So it's like the really positive stuff and the really (laughs) negative stuff were doing well. And there was just no balance or in between. And so I guess all this was swirling around my brain, like I said. And in the middle of the night, the idea literally woke me up and I flew out of bed and I just had the title, The Art of Kindness, and I scribbled it in a notebook. Probably blacked out because I was half asleep, <laughs> and then the next morning I got to work and I left my magazine job not shortly after, even though I still, you know, write for some sites on a freelance basis. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's kind of how it got started. I had no idea how to make a podcast. I don't know if you did when you uh, started. No,
0: I did a lot of googling and a lot of I took courses and like a lot of like hemming and hawing of like, can I do this? Like, <laughs> will I hate the sound of my own voice? Oh th- yeah will people even want to listen? And it has just been such a great journey because I think to your point, like, I think the way we interact with each other has changed in the last, like, maybe five to six years. Like, not always for the positive. I think people are more – I'd be interested to hear, like, I feel like sometimes people are more apt to believe the negative about someone versus the benefit of the doubt. And do you feel like you kind of saw that in real time with The work that you were doing.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I think I just had someone on my show recently. I think we talked about something like this, or I asked people to give me kindness tips, and I think it had something to do with this. But all of us fall into that spell of, you know, let's say, for example, you send an email to somebody, it's really an important matter to you, and then they don't answer you for a week. Yeah. And you're going crazy every single day. (laughs) Even though, honestly, a week is probably an okay amount of time. Any more than that's a little, (laughs) little much, but, you know, just as an example. And so you're you're sitting there, what are you thinking to yourself? Or, you know, you send a text and they don't answer. You're thinking, oh, they hate me. What did I do? It's automatically a negative reason that you make up in your head. We all write these dramatic stories. And so kind of shifting your mindset and thinking, well, no, why can't I think the best of people? Why can't I just think, oh, they're taking a, a phone break. They're not on their email. They're away. And trying to strive for that, it's really hard to just turn that on. But just slowly focusing on that has helped me, I know, over the course. I, I think that kind of – did that answer No, your it totally
0: – I think <laughs> it totally – I totally resonate with that because I think like especially with this like the COVID time, like you're like, well, I know that they're at home. And you're like, yeah, well, maybe uh, they just like don't need to be on their phone. Or maybe they just are having a day and like they need to have a day. Like I think we don't give each other enough Grace sometimes, and I think that that's kind of where we get this like negative drumbeat, like going yeah. that doesn't yeah. that doesn't help anyone.
1: No, it's so true. You just reminded me of that phrase: "You are what you eat." I think mm. it's very similar to "You are what you consume." You are the people you surround yourself with, and so if you're constantly just taking in negative news, watching crazy reality shows which, you know, they can be fun, but if if all you're, you know, I'm not bashing that, but if all you're doing is taking a negative, you're going to be putting out negative and that's going to be your life.
0: I think that that is, well, I think, I think to the point of like surrounding yourself with like the right people or what you're taking in, I think it, I totally agree because I think so often like we're like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it's like, if you see people like yelling at each other, like you don't think it's like as crazy. Like Real Housewives. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you got it. We gotta stop. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta stop watching this because it's t- too dramatic. Oh um, yeah,
1: I just was around some of them. I'll just leave that there.
0: <laughs> and I it mean, was a time. And that's the tea.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been around a bunch of them, and it's, uh, you know, what you see on TV is pretty much. A lot of the times how the people are in person. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. This is I, I'm 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 going through my rolodex of people, and I bet. So let's let's transition a little bit more and dive deeper into kind of some of the I mean, you've had amazing people from Kate Mara to Adam Scott on an episode. You've had Lori Hernandez, you had Adam Bernstein from Dancing with the Stars. You've had like all these different people. I said at the beginning, but like everyone please go and follow. Robert's podcast, like immediately, you you will so enjoy it. It gives, it's like such a good boost. And I love, like, kind of like learning a little bit more about, like, what these, what makes these people tick and, like, what, how they're finding good and what they're like, how they want to, like, kind of bring kindness into this world. What have been some of your favorite lessons that you've learned or something that was really surprising as you were kind of going through interviewing these folks?
1: Thank you for saying that. First of all, I think, There have been so many surprises and amazing lessons that I've gleamed from these people because I never want to come across as an expert or a preacher. I don't, like, I'm not the king of kindness. I'm not trying to be Ellen DeGeneres, you know, making my (laughs) brand kind. I love kindness, and I'm just trying to learn from these guests and alongside my listeners. So I've definitely learned a lot. What surprised me off the bat is that what does kindness mean to you seems to be such a hard question for people. And so if I don't, you know, as a podcaster, I've started to make it my regular practice, but I didn't always send the questions ahead of time. I would just give a general topic because I kind of liked the surprise element. But then I would get people when I asked that question who would totally just need a Blank. minute to really yeah. think about it. And then by the time people would answer and they everyone has had such beautiful answers, but by the time they would answer, I would realize it was totally different from the last guest. So to make that concise, no single person has had the same definition of kindness, which I think is really cool because it's a personal thing for everyone, and yet every single answer that everyone has given can be boiled down to love. Mm. So I kind of I think it speaks to the world, you know, we're all different people and yet when it comes down to it we have the same core, I like to think. Yeah. So that's something that's surprised me. And it's one of the first questions I ask. So it's, it's an interesting way to set things up. And then I think overall, I've just really learned that kindness and everything under that umbrella, it's not a a destination. It's a process. And so everybody just striving to be kinder, striving to make somebody else's time better and take care of yourself is a journey. And I don't think we're ever going to reach that and be walking around like complete balls of sunshine all the time, because that's not authentic. <laughs> that's not <real>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just striving for that, that destination, you know, because once you reach it, it's, you're probably, I don't know, on your deathbed. It's like, that's the end. That's the, that's what the end of life is. Yeah. So there's no real goal, if that makes sense. I think I'm rambling now.
0: No, but. I think it's, what I like what I'm really taking away from that is a reminder that at the end of the day, like we all need love and we all need to give love. And we have like as a human desire, like going back to the connection, like it's so often like we think that kindness and and maybe this is a wrong way, but I've I felt like sometimes kindness or finding the good in others is like seen as a weakness in society. And yeah. I think that I really feel like being able to like listen with your full heart to somebody that is like so powerful and like understanding mm-hmm. kind of what, what makes them kind of feel that kindness. It's like, okay, well then maybe I can replicate that for somebody because everyone hears it differently is what yeah. I, is what I feel no, from that's, that.
1: That's really powerful. What you just said, and that reminds me why I chose to focus on the arts, not just because I live and breathe the arts, but because I think people that are artists, and when I say that, I mean actors, directors, writers, producers, podcasters like you, these people are being vulnerable. They're wearing mm-hmm. their heart on their sleeves. And I think vulnerability is the key to love and kindness and connecting like you're saying. And so if you're not listening to someone with vulnerability in your full heart, you're not really listening. You're making a shopping list in your head. yeah, Or you're thinking about you know what you have to go and do next and try and squeeze into your day. So I I think it's really, really cool that you said that because that's such an important reminder and it's hard, right? It's hard. really hard.
0: Well, and I think it goes back to when we talked about like perspective, like I think oftentimes like it's in the hustle and bustle, like putting on our own perspective or how we would feel or how this would impact us versus like actively listening to like where someone's at I think one of my favorite things to do is like ask someone like how their day's going and when they're like fine I'm like no I really I'm how like how are you doing I mean it's Wednesday like we're just hanging in there (laughs) because I think so often like we like move by in this fine or I'm good or it's and I think to your point like we just need to be more vulnerable to say like it's okay to say I'm not having a good day or I'm having a great day the best thing happened to me Mm. and like sitting with those emotions. I don't know. Maybe I'm a...
1: (laughs) Totally. No, I couldn't agree more because when you do stop and take the time to ask people those questions about themselves or just even go a little deeper and actually look at someone and say what you have to say, they can be surprised and caught off guard because they're not used to getting that attention in this go, go, go busy world. And then to go back to your point too about how kind people can get sort of a bad reputation of either... I feel like it's a spectrum that we see in the media of these really bubbly, beautiful, bright, blonde uh, superstars who are always smiling, walking around. And then the other end is people that are disingenuous and fake, pretending to be kind. And there's no middle. And I think the middle ground is being authentic and honestly yourself in the moment and allowing other people to be themselves too and connecting from there And just recognizing their presence, you know, because we don't give people a lot of recognition in this world.
0: You're making me really like that was, you're making me really think about how like kindness is almost like to the vulnerable point, taking those walls down that we all kind of build up over time. And so I think so often it's easy to build those walls up. So I wonder, you know, and I'll be interested what listeners think of like, how can we take down those walls and how can we actually come from a place that's authentic to to that person hmm. to share the kindness or share their good or whatever it may be. I don't know if that's what you yeah. think of that.
1: <laughs> no, I love that. It It is really hard to be vulnerable and not have your guard up because I think we're all afraid of judgment at the end of the day or rejection. Yeah. And that's one thing too that's special about artists is that once once people reach a certain Level of working, and I've been in the industry for so long, they're used to rejection and they've built up that callus, you know, like a guitar player. When you're, when you have to build up the calluses on your hand, it's like you have to get used to being rejected so much that I think it becomes a superpower of just really not caring anymore because (laughs) you're, you're used to it. So you can be vulnerable. And I think that vulnerability speaks to the masses, you know, people think to fit in, you have to follow a trend, but trends start because we show our unique selves. And it's that specific uniqueness to us that I think is relatable. And it starts a whole new revolution. So to lead with that authenticity, I think only makes your art better. And that's why we connect with these stories and movies, TV shows, pieces of art, whatever it is. So it is, it is a lot about trying to break down those walls. And I don't know, we all struggle with that, right?
0: Well, I think it's – I think it's like you have like experiences that we all know like that we're like, oh, I don't want to go there again. I don't want to feel that again. But I think to your point about artists is like they have that ability to kind of go back to places that feel scary. And I think – and you know this from podcasting, like sometimes it's really scary to like ask a question or not know where it's going to land. And so like this is also like encouraging listeners like take a a chance, like – be that trend center, find your uniqueness and like let it shine. Because I think it's, it adds to the richness that is like who we are as people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe I'm- <laughs>
1: 100%. No, we got to take a chance. You got to risk it for the biscuit. It's, it's all about <laughs> just putting it out there. Because I think ultimately people love to say no regrets, but I think that's putting yeah. a lot of pressure on people because <sighs> at the end of the day, we all do quote-unquote, you know, regret doing something. But I think the key to that, instead of just pretending you don't have regrets, is actually addressing that and working on that. So when a similar instance comes up, you can handle it differently, and it's this nice full circle moment. Where was I going with this? I think I meant that... um,
0: well, it's like and I, I, I don't know where I was I, going. No, but I, I hear what you are saying because I think so often we say the no regrets, and we don't want to actually sit and be like, okay, so why did I react this way, or yeah, why did this interaction make me feel this way? And then you want to shut down and not be kind, or you want to shut down yes. and not find the good because you are like, well, this taught me that this is just this is how it is, mm-hmm. and I just I think it's so powerful to like be able to be self aware. Maybe that. Maybe that's what we're trying to get yeah. to.
1: No, that's a superpower. And I, I just think, I guess what I almost meant too is you regret what you don't do a lot of the time. No. And yeah. so, like you say, the questions you're afraid to ask, when you don't ask them, you kind of regret asking them because then at least if you get a no or someone was uncomfortable, then you have an answer. Yeah. So
0: it gives and that's you, not on
1: you, that's on them.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's, it's that's a really powerful reminder because I think so often I'm like, oh, They probably wouldn't want to be on the podcast, or oh, I shouldn't do this. And it's like, you like ask, and they're like, yeah, and you're like, okay, cool, yeah. So you know, surprise yourself. Like that's my that's our that's our takeaway. Surprise yourself. I like
1: that. I'm gonna put that on a graphic, (laughs) hanging up my wall, and try to do that every day.
0: Sometimes surprising ourselves is scary though. It's like, oh, that that recipe didn't go quite as – I've been on a cooking journey and it's it's a journey. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been – Learning how to cook? Yeah. I've really been trying to like learn different cuisines that I've like been scared to try. Like French cuisine is something I really want to try. So this is – I'm going to – before this podcast airs, I'm going to try to make something (laughs) French. I don't know what that means.
1: Yeah. You need a good pan and – get it started. I think lots of butter.
0: I know, <laughs> right? I would that love sounds that. sounds like a dream.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cooking's really nice though and and having I found during the pandemic especially as I cooked more and we weren't going out as much especially in the beginning, it became such a fun time to just not be on my screen and just yes. zoning out in this recipe. It's all yes. there for you and you just do it and you're there and then you create something and it's done and you feel very accomplished.
0: Very accomplished. I think it's like such a good – it's been such a good outlet over the last few months to really get back into it and not kind of be like, oh, I'll just do takeout.
1: Yeah, and then you get to eat.
0: No, here – like I do love small businesses in the D.C. area. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I uh, – <laughs> that's, my, that's my plug to shop small, but – Yes, um, please do. But yeah, sometimes you're like, okay, this is actually good to just create something, to go back to the point of creating. I think that like – it's it's powerful to create. And I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier of like, especially with like the negative spin that's out there, have you felt like kind of slowly doing this, you can see a sea change or do you think it's going to start building? Like, what's your kind of takeaway for like folks that are thinking, oh, Everyone is like this pop star that has problems, or everyone is this Mm -hmm. like real housewife that's like dramatic. Like, what would you say (laughs) to people that are like, oh, it's all the same? It's never gonna change.
1: Yeah, I think that's something I've struggled with is not wanting to, you know, people love the celebrity and star angle, but I don't want that to turn people off as thinking we're preaching at them and why would they have issues? My takeaway from hearing about these people who are still learning how to be kinder is not only that they have these amazing experiences at these really cool levels, but at the end of the day, they still struggle with the same exact things we do. So it's all relative. And I think that's just relatable. And in a way, it makes you feel better. You know, yeah. I just talked to someone. Well, by the time this comes out, I'll just say it. But my uh, season two premiere episode is with someone from the show Sweet Magnolias. And she's had a really long career and been in a ton of amazing stuff. And even then, she was still saying she struggles with self-doubt and all these things that we all still struggle with. So I think there's a a comfort in hearing it from these people. And then I forget what the other part of the I mean, I feel was. like
0: that was, I mean, the kind of the heart of it is like, do we think that there's... A change, And I think that like as I said this question, it's like the change is already there if we choose to see it because there's always going to be people that like are having – like not able to take down those walls or are just – we'll say it, not nice people. But Mm -hmm. like there are a lot of people out there in the arts and all around the world that are trying to be kind and why don't we like think about that before like reacting. It's kind of like what I was thinking about but it's – I think it's a good reminder what you're saying about like everyone – we think that people that you see on the screen or see at Broadway don't have like those self-doubts or those feelings of like, man, why didn't I get that audition or why didn't this work out too? Mm -hmm. And and it's like in a different way. We all have those feelings.
1: 100%. And I guess the other end too is by having these people that have a sort of built-in audience, I felt like it was giving me a little bit of a key to getting people to listen And so it's luring people in for these really fun conversations that are a great time. But overall, they're getting you to think about kindness and hopefully making you walk away by putting other people first. Or if you're not in a position to do that, by looking at yourself and being kind to yourself. Because the people walking around that we don't consider kind, it's something they're going through that they have to figure out first. And I think you can't be kind to other people if you're not kind to yourself.
0: Mm, mic drop. I mean, <laughs> oh, I can't. It's on a
1: it's on a crane. <laughs> Otherwise, I would. It's dropped plenty of times. You I, know, I probably need a new one.
0: A hundred percent. Well, <laughs> let's let's bring this puppy home. You know, okay. as we're thinking about kindness, as we're thinking about like how we can show up for ourselves and others, what would be your like your takeaway that you would love people to think about and ruminate on as they go into their next week?
1: Hmm. I think what's really powerful in all aspects of life is awareness. And so just being aware and being, we say being present in the moment is a great gift. The word present, I think, has become such a buzzword. And I I love it. And I tap into whatever I think it means to me. But I think it can also put pressure on people because you're sitting there, okay, I got to be present. I got to meditate. And it kind of can stress you out. And you're like, I'm not even present now because I'm thinking about being present. And so it can be a slippery slope, right? So I think as you go into your day or your week or your month, just try and be mindful. And it's, it's not about being perfectly present and kind in every single moment because nobody can do that. It's just about thinking about things from a kind angle and striving to be kind, like I said before. And the truth is, I had a teacher tell me this once when, so I was in an acting class and I'm just a weirdo and I tend to get into my own head, which a lot I'm of sane, actors do sane. anyway. And well, then you know, <laughs> being in your head, you're your biggest roadblock. Oh. If You you can stand in your own way with a million different thoughts and woo, self-tape auditions. Now I got to watch myself back. It's just, it's a whole thing of, of being in your head. And so she was giving notes and I don't remember if I said it or a classmate did, but Someone said, I'm just really in my head about this part. And I think that's why it was whatever. And she said, well, first of all, I can't tell because I'm not in your head. So it's that's one thing. Don't worry. The second thing is, guess what? You're never not going to be in your own head. Mm. And for some reason, that really resonated with me. Because it's true. We're never not going to be in our own heads. But if we can just learn to not focus on the negative thoughts that come into our mind and let them just pass on by, because they're always going to be there. And really give the attention to the positive thoughts and the kind thoughts. You know, it happens to all of us. You can get one really mean comment or sassy thing and you focus on that mm-hmm. versus the hundreds of nice things. Yes. So leaning into the positive, I think ultimately will kind of train our brain to be in a healthier and kinder space going
0: forward. I mean, I think that's so powerful because, you know, it's it sounds like so simple. It's like you're never not going to be in your own brain, but it's like... How often do we become our own worst enemy? How often do we believe the worst in people versus versus not? Maybe I'm I'm bringing that because I work in politics and everyone yeah. thinks the worst in people. But I think it's that's a really <laughs> that's a, that's that brought that puppy home. Like oh. I think thank you. I mean oh,
1: good. Well, thank that's you so much. The politics thing with my family's foundation, we got to speak at the Capitol and I saw firsthand these Mm -hmm. little mini celebrities running around. I'm like, how do you get anything done? You're all just
0: Uh, (laughs) in
1: your own bubble.
0: Oh, I bet the Real Housewives and members of Congress, I bet there's a lot of similarities and we'll leave the listeners (laughs) with that.
1: Yeah, I think you're probably right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just can't say thank you enough. This was such a joy. It like, I, for the listeners, I have a big old smile on my face. Um, Me too. And thank you so much for joining. And like I said, please run, don't walk to listening to the Art of Kindness podcast with Robert Peter Paul. And uh, thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. No, and I just want to thank you for putting something so wonderful out there into the world and choosing to use your time to spread good news because we need it more than ever. And I know your listeners are so thankful for you, as I am thankful to have gotten the <laughs> chance to talk with you. So I thank know, you for having me. I know, we're meeting new
0: friends. Making new yeah, friends, look guys. look at that.
1: <laughs> Kindness community.
0: <laughs> I am beyond grateful for the lessons of Robert today. If you liked, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with someone you know. Maybe share on social media. These seemingly little actions, they really do help. They help this little podcast, a little engine that could grow. Also, please reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at Katherine Getty, and I'd love to hear your feedback, questions, comments, and I always share more content on Instagram about the podcast. So got to check out there and tune in next week for another episode of the Your Good News Podcast.